Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. This is Believe Podcast Network, LA's number one sports podcast network. It's the only place with a show for every team in Los Angeles and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? Please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're available on your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, iHeart, and TuneIn. You can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Sports. Really excited to welcome our guest this week. Christina Williams is the founder of Girls Talk Sports TV. Born and raised in New York City, this woman is different. She adds so much value to the game of basketball and women's sports and being a champion of women. And that's because she's a champion herself. I'm really happy to welcome in our guest, Christina Williams. What is your why behind starting this? This is not an easy task. Well, firstly, Stacey, thank you so much for having me on your podcast. I was super excited um, when I heard that you wanted me to be on your show. So thank you so much for having me. Yes. Um, my why for starting Girls Talk Sports TV was really stemming from my passion uh, for sports, being a former um, student athlete, played way back in the day in like <laughs> high school varsity, and also had the opportunity through college to um, volunteer and coach and mentor youth girls in basketball here in New York City. And also uh, my passion for storytelling. I went to school for journalism, graduated with a degree in journalism and media. And so I just wanted to marry those two passions. But also I wanted to help women. I wanted to give women a voice, visibility, and value in an industry that's predominantly male. Um, I found it so hard to break into the sports industry once I you know, got out of school. And so instead of like waiting for an opportunity to come my way, I decided to carve out my own niche and make things happen for myself. And, you know, it's been a grind, but, uh, <laughs> but um, you know, I, I appreciate every step of the journey. So that's my why. I just wanted to create a, a platform for women where they can feel comfortable, where they can move from the sidelines to the front and center of, of sports news and, and have a seat at the table and, and be taken seriously. Mm-hmm. So um, that's just really why I started Girls Talk Sports TV, not to mention I get to cover some of the top and elite athletes of the world in the WNBA. So, yeah, I love it. And we can find your show on YouTube and also on your Instagram handle, which is girlstalksports.tv. You're also girlstalksports underscore on Twitter. So you can definitely find uh, my sports show, Girls Talk Sports TV. Um, I try to update often on Instagram, uh, the news breaking it by the moment. Um, so yeah, like if you want to, your cheat sheet to all things happening and the WNBA, well, I also cover um, NCAA women's basketball, definitely check out our Instagram page. And then I also just launched during this time of quarantine, kicking it with Christina, which is like a limited digital series and podcast where I'm just having candid conversations with women of the W and that's been really fun as well. Yeah, I've enjoyed reading those and checking in on those as well. And what are some of your favorite storylines and stories so far just from Kicking It With Christina? Some of my favorite storylines from Kicking It With Christina. I've had such great moments speaking to all of those incredible women. Um, I think one of my starstruck moments was uh, chatting with Cheryl Swoops. And she's like, I know who you are. Like, I know you. I know you. And she's and then like in between interviews, she's like, keep doing what you're doing. Like, I love what you're doing. I've been following you for a while. And I had no idea. And I'm like, hey, I'm Christina Williams. And she's like, girl, I know who you. I know you. 
So that was like, <laughs> like my, my moment, like, oh my God, like my work, like people are really resonating with the work that I'm doing, including WNBA legends that I grew up watching, which, you know, it just kind of confirmed the work that I'm doing. Cause you know, sometimes, you know, as an entrepreneur or as someone who's independent, there's highs and lows, you know, and, you know, just having her say that, you know, I see you, I love the work that you're doing. That meant so much. I'm also just having these candid conversations with the women about their off the court efforts have been really fun. Um, chat with Natasha Cloud and Renee Montgomery about all of their social justice initiatives, chatting with Bria Hartley and her son Bryson <laughs> about motherhood and, and being a basketball player and what that means to her, getting to chat with two sisters who are in the league and Erica McCall and Dewana Bonner and getting to tell their story. So it's just been a lot of fun to talk to all of the players. I had Lexi Brown and we talked about how, you know, her dad would played in the NBA and, and now she's in the WNBA. So I just think that um, kicking it with Christina is just another avenue to highlight and amplify the stories of these amazing um, athletes and get more into depth of who they are beyond yeah. the court. We'll be back with more from Christina Williams, the founder of Girls Talk Sports TV, right after this break. Isn't it great that football is back? You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on all the action at Bet Online. For game spreads and totals, to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any other place online. And there's always the online casino because it never closes. So head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. And we welcome you back to Believe in Sparks, presented by betonline.ag. Here's more with Christina Williams. The first way that you described your why, you know, giving a, a seat at the table and giving the women a voice and value. To me, when you lead with that, you can't help but be incredibly blessed by the work that you do. Because when you lead from your heart, I believe you receive good things. And that is truly, to me, what I find your work to represent based on everything that you've described. That means so much. Like I'm always taken aback when people tell me that they're inspired by work. But really, as you said, it's just, I'm so passionate about the work that I'm doing. It means so much to me. And like sports changed my life completely, you know, just from playing it, being able to coach youth girls and just seeing how that orange basketball can take you many places, you know, um, on and off the court. And so it just, every time someone tells me, oh my God, the work that you're doing, keep doing it, or, you know, it inspires me. That means that, you know, what I'm doing means something, you know, so. Thank you so much for all of your support. <laughs> yeah, you are more than welcome. And it's also affirmation because it is a grind. Mm -hmm. And you've already turned this into something so extraordinary. And again, that speaks to who you are, it speaks to your character. And to me, that represents the W because we're so, we're both in positions where we want to amplify their voices and, and share with the world just how special these women are. And your boots on the ground and you're part of that, that picture. I know it's hard to believe that, you know, just two years into creating Girls Talk Sports TV that things have taken off the way they have. Um, but yeah, I just salute the women of the W who are, who deserve all of this and more, you know what I mean? Like I do this for them um, because they deserve it. As you see the statistics show that 
women's sports only receive 4% of media coverage when they are 40% of the participants in the sport. And so I truly believe that, you know, consistency in my work will eventually lead to people, you know, buying into the women of the WNBA in terms of giving them more visibility. We've seen what happened this season with the addition of sports games on the schedule, national TV, um, the increase in coverage. And, you know, I have a small platform, but a lot of bigger platforms look at my platform to get their story pitches and ideas. And, and I break news too. I've, I've broken lots of WNBA news. And so like my little micro platform is definitely making noise and the big scheme of things. And, you know, I just feel like it's my duty to continue on to, continue to break news, continue to amplify and tell those stories because they deserve it. Um, and yeah, I mean, that's, that's my why. And I'm going to continue doing the work. <laughs> I love it. And you'll continue to, to raise awareness and open eyes and ears with your work as well, which is exactly why you started doing Girls Talk Sports TV in the first place. What has been for you, because this is such a, not only a unique season, but a season as a strong, beautiful black woman, how has this season also affected you? Because it means more than just a game. Wow, that's a, that's a really, really great question. Um, this season means so much to me. Um, I, in, in June, I got to spend a few months in Indianapolis and I had the opportunity to, you know, march with Tamika Catchins, Natalie Anchama, and Stephanie Mubunga. Um, of the Indiana Fever and Chicago Sky, and we were able to march to downtown Indianapolis, um, you know, for Black Lives Matter and to get people registered to vote. That was like a crazy moment for me, you know, like now that I think about it, like Tamika Catchins is a future basketball hall of famer and, and just me being a person of the media, being able to be invited to, to walk alongside those amazing women, you know, like the reflection of what happened in the bubble with this season with, um, you know, the league supporting Black Lives Matter and everything. It kind of is a reflection of what I wanted to do with my platform with the season. Just high, like, yes, stats and scores and whatever records are important to keep people informed, but also like the work that's happening in and around um, the Black Lives Matter movement means so much to me as a Black woman. Um, I feel like, you know, whatever platform that you have, big or small, you should use it to raise awareness um, because we are in wild times right now. Um, but also through this time, I've also gained a lot of sisters in sports. Um, this time has definitely brought me closer to a lot of women in sports and introduced me to a lot of amazing women like you, um, where we can all like come together collectively and use our voices and, and have these important conversations, you know, beyond the bylines and, and social content. Um, like, yes, those things are important, but like in real life, you know, we need to get ish done. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's very important for people today is uh, to register to vote, one, and also to, to go out there to the polls in November and have their voices heard. And so, yeah, that's what this time has definitely um, done for me. It's been stressful some days, you know, some days could be overwhelming, just, you know, like on social media, working in social, and then like seeing certain videos, graphic videos of you know, black people being murdered and things like that, that can be overwhelming. So like just finding balance between it all, but also having that great support system and other women in sports as well has been great for me, at least. Well, you're stuck with me. So count me as 
count me as <laughs> one you. of your sports thank sisters. You. I'm honored to be. <laughs> thank honored, you. Thank you. Yes, honored to be. Welcome to the family. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Um, you mentioned Tamika. Uh, I'm born and raised in Indiana. Tamika is one of my sisters. Um, she is everything wonderful, as you know. You spent yes. time with her. She is the real deal. I remember when she made some decisions in her career to stand up. She got hate mail. And this is a woman, you have to really reach far to find anything negative to say about her. Um, but just knowing that it's come full circle and now she gets to walk in the truth that she's always walked in is also mm -hmm. such a beautiful thing to witness. And I love that you had that experience with her in, in Indianapolis. That's really special. Yeah, it was definitely a one of a kind experience. Um, and like in hindsight, it's just, it was great to take that in. Like you, it's not every day you get to walk with, you know, a legend and, mm -hmm. you know, stand on common ground on certain issues and things like that. So it's definitely a moment that I will remember forever. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, it was a great, it was a great, it was a great moment and a great time. And I'm glad that we could all collectively come together with the city and leaders of the women in charge group and the leaders in Indianapolis and really, um, you know, say Black Lives Matter and mean it. That's right. Get people registered to vote in Indy. And I'm not from Indy, but, you know, the fact that I was able to be a part of that moment, it just meant everything to me. It means a lot to me being from there. Thanks for being there and doing what you did. And you're in New York City now. Are you born and raised in New York? Born and raised in New York City. Um, I grew up in a neighborhood called Harlem, which is predominantly black, um, a black neighborhood. And, you know, I grew up in and around basketball. Like I said, um, you know, growing up as a kid, especially it's one story that comes to my mind was like when I was in middle school, I remember I wanted to play basketball. And the school that I was in at the time, they didn't have a girls basketball team. They told us we could be cheerleaders for the boys basketball team. And I, as a little, like, fifth grader, I, like, stood up to the principal. <laughs> and I was like, hey, um, you know, like, I want to play. I don't want to be a cheerleader. And, like, the next year when I got Good to sixth grade, they actually <laughs> made a girls basketball team. Good girl. <laughs> so, like, yeah, the, the game has always been around me. Um, you know, in Harlem, the basketball culture is so, so real. Um, we have Dykeman basketball. We have, like, Millbank, uh, Rucker Park the infamous Rucker Park. Oh, yeah. Um, and like one of the really big groups out here is Exodus Hoops. Um, you're, a lot of, uh, of the big, you know, basketball players, as far as women, they play for Exodus Hoops out here. So, yeah, basketball culture in New York is so real. But I love it. I got to pray for my New York Liberty, New York Knicks, and Brooklyn Nets, and all the New York sports. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a bit of, bit of a struggle. It's, it's, it's been a little minute. It's been a little minute. Have you shot at Rucker yet? Because that's on my, it's on my, it's literally on my bucket list. I call it my living fully list, but shooting at Rucker is. I actually have. Like last summer, I had a chance to attend an event for, um, they did a Nipsey Hustle kind of like oh, appreciation day, Nipsey. and Kathy Pondexter was there. And I had a chance to interview Cappy, uh, former WNBA player, WNBA champion. I interviewed her at Rucker Park, and it was amazing. She talked about how at the time she was working with Kobe Bryant, rest in peace, Kobe. Um, and she was working, and she actually um, talked about her time at Nipsey Hustle as well. So, yeah, and it was a great interview. <laughs> and rest in peace, Nipsey. Yep. When you think about just the, the growth of the league, the growth of the W, what have you seen just in the last two years? 
Wow. In the last two years. So I remember like my first time ever covering a WNBA game. Um, I had got credentials for the New York Liberty and I was covering their season and just seeing that the media row, it was so empty. Like, and it amazed me because I'm like, wait, we have one of like New York City is like one of the best um, cities in terms of like sports teams and it's, whatever. Yeah, it's and America. when you when you go to the, when you go to the New York Liberty Games, absolutely no media there. Maybe like three or four or five people. So that was like surprising. And so two years later, now seeing like how COVID changed everything, but now more media people are covering the games. So just seeing that growth um, in the league, the interest growing, um, the storylines and, and um, the players and things like that, and seeing new players like Sabrina come up and signing that huge deal with Nike, just like equity in coverage. Like it's, we are not there yet, but small steps. Like this season, um, especially, I've seen a huge growth. Even with my platform, in the last few months, you know, people are like really, really interested in the game. Um, for the athletes, not because of their looks or anything like that, like just pure skill and just really interested in the game. And so, I mean, that has just been amazing to see, like get on a Zoom call and see 25 media members, 30 media members, you know, you don't get to see that. And so, yeah, the growth has been great. One of the things I always say is that people like to connect with the person before they connect with the brand. And so I appreciate the player media relationship between you know the players and the media members of the WNBA, um, the players they want that coverage, they want to build those relationships. So I appreciate the players, you know, for extending themselves beyond just like you know the the lines of the court, you know, to get to know us as humans. Because mm -hmm. you know, media, you know, we 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 live in a world now where the administration calls members of the media the enemy. <laughs> yeah. So, so just to have the players embrace us in that way has just been phenomenal, you yeah. know, and it's also helped with, you know, access and things like that as well. I want to stay on that for a second because I know you and I both, integrity is a very important thing to us. Um, and that's how we operate on a regular Tuesday, not just a game yes. day, right? Yes. <laughs> so, so it's easier to be able to break stories because people trust us and share things with us. In, in what ways do you personally decide um, if the story is, if you need to protect it or if you need to break it? Because I know that you and I have both been shared things, uh, people have shared things with us that perhaps they don't want the world to know. So how do you personally discern what it is that you need to share as breaking news versus what you need to just, you know, let play out? Um, for me, integrity is everything. And it's what I build my brand on as a journalist, as a content creator. And so really, um, you know, when I'm talking to a source, you know, number one, do you want me to like ask permission? Because, you know, sometimes it could be, you know, a person like you want to maintain those sources and, and that relationship and you don't want to break it. You know, my platform is not gossip news. My platform is is not for that. And I don't care about being first. I care about being right and real. You know what I mean? That's what it means for me in order to for longevity in this and to maintain those relationships. And I don't ever want to do anything where I'm breaking that trust. And so. I mean, that's really how I make my decision. And then once, you know, I get a tip, I try my hardest as a journalist to get at least three, four, five different um, confirmations, sources, like check your facts and make sure you, you know, you put it out there because 
it's not about me being first, like I said, it's about me being right and putting out the right information, you know? And I just don't want to be putting out wrong information out there, especially not about the league who, you know, they already don't get a lot of coverage, you know? So like, you just want to make sure you're putting out the right stuff and you have the right intentions behind it. You know, I'm not TMZ. <laughs> I'm not any of those gossip sites. And so, yeah, just maintaining that integrity through those relationships and, and like you said, discerning what's right and what's wrong. And yeah. And yeah, I've broken a lot of news. <laughs> yeah. This, this WNBA season. Um, so yeah, I just, I base it off of that. And then you always want to maintain your relationship with the league as well. Yeah. Um, but also you want to do your job as a journalist. So yeah, I guess for sure. it's, it's like it's in line. I guess you just, you just, um, just maintain your, your ethical practices, I guess, as if you're a journalist or a content creator and just really get your facts right before you just put anything out there. I just can't stress that enough. Mm-hmm. Um, just make sure you have everything checked out. We live in that kind of culture, right? Where everyone just oh, wants yeah. to. They want to be first. They want to be the only. And how many times have you seen reports that are completely wrong, especially through COVID? So many things, right? Just completely (laughs) wrong because they wanted to be the first to say it. Yep, absolutely. For me, it's not, like I said, it's not about being first or anything like that because I'm not a gossip site. Like, you know, my, the core values and mission of Girls Talk Sports TV is to give women voice visibility and value. But, you know, also as a content creator, like I said, you just want to have those journalistic practices and, and fact checked and, and make sure you do all of that before you send out a tweet. Mm-hmm. Now, have I been wrong before? Maybe once. You're there human. Time, You're you know, human. human. You know, a, 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 something didn't check out completely. And I was like, okay. And like the person was like, yeah, put it out. And it, it fired back and it, it was wrong. That was only one time. Yep. One, one time. Let me knock on some wood. But, yes, uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> one time. And, and then after that, I was just like, you know what? Let me just do things the way that I normally do it. You know, yeah. like it's really, it's really not about being first. Like I said, like we live in a time now where the administration currently paints the media as the enemy of the people. Mm-hmm. And so like, I just want to do my due diligence and, <laughs> Yeah. And do the work. Yeah. Everything else will follow. I'm not here chasing clout, fame, anything like that. In fact, I didn't even come in front of my brand until a year into it, um, which is an interesting fact. Like when I first started Girls Talk Sports TV, I had a group of women reporting and I was just behind the scenes and, you know, doing everything. And then um, it wasn't until April of 2019 uh, I went to the I went to Tampa to cover the NCAA, and then I came back and started shooting the first episode of Girls Talk Sports TV. And Renee Montgomery of the Atlanta Dream, she was my very first studio. Guest. I saw this video. I saw. So, <laughs> she's like, she's like, how did you say my last name? You're like, uh, oh, Montgomery? so she said that because she was on a show a few days before she came on to my show, and the guy totally butchered her name. There's a video that went viral. He called her Mont Mont. Mount, he called her Mount Gunnery. And so she was just playing with me. She's like, no, you said my name right, but like yeah, a few days ago. Yeah, it was so So, <laughs> so yeah, but she, I mean, even her coming onto my show a year ago, you know, just taking that step on me because at that point, like I said, I was behind the scenes of Girls Talk Sports TV. No one knew who the founder was of Girls Talk Sports TV between 2018, 2019, not until April, where I was just, okay, 
now it's time for me to step in front of my brand and really build the foundations of it and, you know, really solidify myself, you know, as a sports journalist. Because prior to um, getting into sports, I actually worked in fashion and entertainment. But like I said, sports has always been a part of my life and, and what I do. And so it was kind of a full circle moment of like, okay, you need to get in front of your brand and really like tell people what this is and, you know, what it stands for. And so like, I appreciate Renee for coming home to my very first show and, and taking a chance on me. <laughs> well, she played her, she played her cards, right? Yes, she did. <laughs> she did. <laughs> really good friend of mine now. Shout out to Renee. She's also doing some amazing things. Yeah, she is. Off the court right now um, with her foundation, the Renee Montgomery Foundation, which we actually talked about a year ago. It's just so crazy looking at everything in hindsight. It was like a year ago, she came onto my show and she's like, yeah, I'm trying to start this nonprofit. And just to see a year later, she started her nonprofit. The work that she's doing with the social justice movement is just amazing yeah i love it out of this world when you you know just do the work and everything else will manifest itself so yeah yeah i'm so proud of her man <laughs> right right and sh- and i know she can say the same thing about you and isn't it interesting how you really can excel when you step back and you realize this is bigger than me this is bigger than what i'm doing is bigger than me and then it just gives you that uh that release to step into perhaps a zone that you maybe otherwise wouldn't have stepped into because when you realize that it's not about you it's bigger than you there's a certain confidence that comes with that there's a certain um feeling of i'm not going to take no for an answer i will not be denied because this is bigger than me and i've got a story to tell and i've got people to talk about right absolutely like whenever i'm feeling down and out i just have to remind myself like this is so much bigger than me and the moment that I think that it's about me, I'm being selfish and I'm taking away from the bigger mission of it all. Um, this is about the next generation of young girls. You see how Pepper Pursley, she's doing amazing things and reporting in sports journalism right now. Just like I'm inspired by her, you know, and that's who I do this for the next generation of girls and, and women who will come up in the sports industry and change the game completely. You know, for me, um, my platform is one of one right now. You know, there's no, I feel like not to be cocky, but I feel like there's no one covering the WNBA in the digital space, the way that I'm doing it. And so, you know, like just laying out that foundation and that blueprint for the next generation to be able to do the same. Um, and years from now, who knows where girls talk sports TV will be, but like, if I can impact one person, that means that my mission is complete. And so that's what it's all about. And like I said, the moment that I think that it's about me, I'm doing this whole thing a disservice because it's not, it is not mm-hmm. um, like, I'm so grateful when people ask me to come on to their shows and talk about why I started it. But going back to my why is just to give women a voice, visibility and value mm-hmm. and for women in sports to become the norm and not the exception. Mm-hmm. Like it's wild to me that people think that women being in the sports space is negative or like we don't belong. We've seen what happened this week with uh, Katie Nolan and Maria Taylor and Taylor Rooks. You know, enough is enough. You know, like we watch sports, we play sports, we analyze sports, we write about sports. Take us seriously. We're here to stay. When you look at this this season of 2020, very unique, obviously. And we just heard from Kathy Engelbert today, the WNBA commissioner, talking about the postponement of game one between the Lynx and the Storm, uh, the playoff series. And it was the right thing to do. I mean, she operated in wisdom and in knowledge, and that was the right thing to do. 
what did you learn from her in that conversation? Man, I mean, first and foremost, I think that Kathy is doing such an amazing job. Um, one year on the job, and she's already created an amazing CBA with the Players Association back in January. She navigated COVID and put in together an entire WNBA season, a virtual draft, the first ever. So I think that she's had a lot on her plate in just under like a year. But she's doing amazing yeah, with yeah. everything, like everything that comes her way. She's just, you know, knocking every obstacle down and doing amazing things. And so I think that she made the right call and postponing the game Sunday's game. Um, you know, players safety and health comes first above everything else. Mm-hmm. And, you know, up until that point, the league has done a great job at, you know, having no COVID cases. So I feel like she just made that decision, um, again, for players' self, players' safety and health and just putting them first. So through that, I, I just, you know, learned that as a leader, sometimes you just have to make quick decisions. Mm-hmm. And she she made that decision um, with all of the um, – information that she had at the point but I know that now postponing Sunday's game and taking that extra precaution to make sure that you know players tested negative and that we can move on with with the playoffs um so my hat is tipped off to Kathy she's doing amazing (laughs) I'm a big 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 fan of hers I think she's terrific as well I I echo everything that you said who do you think is going to take it all in 2020? <laughs> I had the sparks, uh, but like unpredictable with Connecticut Sun um, eliminating them. Oh, so insane. Yeah. So, I mean, everything's up in the air right now. Yeah. Seattle, like, you know, we don't know what's going to happen with tonight. We saw how the Aces got blown out in game one, right? With uh, Derek Hamby, 6th woman of the year, and the reigning MVP. Uh, maybe it was an off night for them, but just seeing Connecticut, they are hungry. Mm-hmm. Um, they have some returning players from last year's roster, but then they have two, uh, two-time WNBA champion, Dewana Bonner, who's an absolute killer on the floor. Mm-hmm. Um, favorite storylines from the season. What comes to mind for you? Favorite storylines from the season. Hmm. There are so many different storylines. Mm. Candace Parker. I mean, last year, all the media and power, like people, they kind of counted her out and tried to write her off like her career was done. But to see how she came out this season and rise to the top and prove, like, no, I'm not going anywhere. And, you know, she finished her season off really strong and making a case for Defensive Player of the Year. I think that her story was amazing. Just seeing how the Sparks ended last season um, in the postseason. I mean, this season was kind of sad, too. But, um, yeah. but like – you know, her story isn't over yet. I mean, next year she's an unrestricted free agent, but in her last media availability for the season, she let us know that she doesn't plan to go on anywhere, but that's definitely someone you would want to follow beyond just the regular season to see what moves will be made in 2021 with free agency. And the Sparks in general is an interesting franchise. Um, so many of the players will be free agents next season. Um, and then you have Derek Fisher, who's into his second year of coaching, and you know, reached the postseason two times, you know, like, and then it, like you listen to WNBA Twitter and they're like, oh, fire Fisher or whatever. And I'm like, why? Like, he's actually doing an amazing job. You know what I mean? Like, of mm-hmm. course, this season they, you know, missed some pieces and key pieces in Janae, Christy, you know, whatever. But like, first two seasons as a WNBA coach, reaching the postseason, um, finishing over two seasons with a really great record. 
I don't think you should count him out as the head coach just yet. Yeah. yeah. And they, <laughs> and they had a, and they had a nine and they had a nine game win streak in there. Exactly. Exactly. Can't forget about that. I mean, but people just want to be so fixated on how it, how it ended, but again, and naked didn't play, you know, yep. her, so, so many different factors yeah. into that. And then like that one game, it kind of opened up the conversation on WMA Twitter about, the WNBA playoff format. And I actually mm. had a chance to ask Sue Bird yes. her thoughts on uh, what she thought. And she said, you know, definitely I'm all for it, the single game elimination in the first round, but for the second round, maybe we have a three game series and then yep. move on to five game series for everything else. So I, I agree. Cause if you're, I agree. If, you, if you're a three <laughs> or a four seed. Yep. I mean, you have an off night like the Sparks had an off night. Exactly. And that costs you your entire season. Exactly. I wouldn't write them off just yet. I wouldn't write Coach Fisher off just yet. Um, But I know like (laughs) the fans and, you know, certain media members want to paint it a bad way because of the way the season ended. Yeah. It was just an off night, I believe. Christina Williams, she is the founder of Girls Talk Sports TV. Again, you can find her on Instagram at girlstalksports.tv, on Twitter, girlstalksports underscore, and of course, on YouTube. Thank you so much, Stacey, again, for having me on the podcast. This was a lot of fun. Thank you. It's, it's, we kind of, we like to have a little bit of fun on this show. So I'm, <laughs> I'm happy that you were part of that. Thank you so much. And I can't wait to, to physically meet you in person one day. And um, hopefully we'll be at a point where I can just give you a big hug because that's what's going to go down. <laughs> same, same. That feeling is mutual. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Christina. Please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're available on your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, iHeart, and TuneIn. You can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Sports. Follow me at SwissBaby24 on Instagram and Twitter, and Stacy at Stacy Pates on both platforms as well. Interested in advertising on this show? Please contact Believe at Believe.com. For Sydney Weiss, I'm Stacey Pates. Thank you for listening to this episode of Believe in Sparks on the Believe Podcast Network. This has been a presentation of betonline.ag. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.